Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cry out to rain on my parade. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. Wow. And everyone's yeah. favourite Pete Donaldson. I like how you kind of really concentrated on those lyrics and then went, Welcome to the Football Ramble. That was the main bit. The first that was the main bit. bit. That was the important mm. bit. Don't have a go. I'm not having a go, I'm just saying it was very good. That's are a you, big... Are you like that guy who made a rap album in the Apple Store? Yeah. Are you just doing a, like, a verse at a time in these and then you're going to cut oh, them all together? Oh, he's going to put it all together and it'll, be, it'll come right. in an album. Like, with Brian Wilson-type precision. Just yeah. thought <laughs> we needed a bit of Liza Minnelli at some point on the ramble, and now we've got it. Uh, the new James Bond film is out, and uh, there are rumours it could be Daniel Craig's last appearance as 007. This begs the question... Ramblers, who from the world of football do you think would be a good successor for Mr. Craig, Jim? Well, personally, um, we've endorsed the man a lot of late, bigged up his credentials, mm. and I think 
now is yeah. the perfect time for Alan Pardew um, to sort of have a job share with England and being James Bond. <laughs> He'd can, love that. He'd imagine, love that suggestion, Jim. He would. Yeah, you can imagine Alan Pardew thinking... Yeah, I'll fancy that. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I can do that. I can do that. I think he would oh. say, just give me three films. Yeah. <laughs> just give me yeah. three movies and three Bond girls a movie. You know, win, yeah. lose or bust. I mean, obviously, <laughs> this is directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, that makes no sense. Okay. Just yeah. give me some hair dye and I'm there. Yeah, I it's like Bond girls all under 30. None of your Monica Bellucci's. <laughs> yeah. None of that. I think, I think, uh, I think it's, it's the one, isn't it, Jim? Well, yeah, I think it's the obvious choice. Mm. <laughs> Luke? I don't know if I can follow that. <laughs> I've, got, have to. I've got a couple of notes here. I mean, I, I, I couldn't let this question go by without mentioning and just imagining for a few seconds, and I think we should all join in, what it would be like mm. if Kevin Keegan was James Bond. <laughs> I, know, I know we talk about Kevin Keegan too much. I know there's that too many callbacks true. about Kevin Keegan. Yeah. But this has to be mentioned in this context. He'd die in the first scene. <laughs> <laughs> On set. Yeah. Yeah. Just bash his head. Okay. Yeah. Have a We're sending you to this mission. You know, I, I don't think I've got what it takes. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, this message will self-destruct. I'll just pop it in my pocket. Oh, God. Yeah. The, oh, the, the name's Bond, Kevin Bond. No, oh. yeah, no, just to be absolutely clear, Bond, Kevin Bond, uh, that gun is loaded. It is loaded, and there is a safety catch to be used. But I'm not going to go for him, but no. I just thought he had to be mentioned. Well, fair play. I think the obvious choice, well, I thought it was the obvious choice until yeah. Jim mentioned Alan Pardew, which ticks every box, um, mm. is um, Roy Keane. Oh. Roy Keane with, yeah. with John. Not obvious to me. Head, yeah, I think surely he's, he's head henchman. Head of the FAI, John Delaney, as the Bond villain. <laughs> Mick McCarthy right. as um, M. Okay. Right. okay. Doing, all the, doing all the gadgets, but is he... Uh, is no, no, M's not the gadget. He's the, the boss, Bond oh, boss. Oh, yeah, M, yeah, M. Yeah. Mick McCarthy's boss, yeah, is, of course, yeah. I don't know who would be Q doing the gadgets. Allardyce then. on the gadgets. He loves his prozone. He does, actually, yeah, but he's not... Yeah, I could he's see He's not that. evolved, though, with Roy Keane's career. No, yeah, true. Stephen Island. Yes, now you're talking. Stephen Island <laughs> have all those gadgets in his house anyway. What, what I like about modern football is the only two notable women in the male game is Karen Brady and uh, Eva Canero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's the only choice you got uh, for Miss Moneypenny. FA's the FA's uh, Heather Rabats. Yeah, okay. She, she's, yeah, she's, a, a, she's, a, she's a female player in the game. Could, could, uh, Jackie you know. Oatley. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the kind of the the on uh, the very the very face of uh, male football. Yeah, true. But the thing with Keane, the reason I've chosen Keane, though, is because um, there's been a lot of talk recently around is Bond uh, too anachronistic to be a, to be a hero these days to people? Mm. Is he too much for throwback? Is he is he essentially a psychopath? Well, Keane's your man. Yeah. <laughs> Keane's your yeah. absolute man. He's he unreconstructed, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Very much. He's rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's probably... I mean, because he's also, all edge. Ja- yeah, he is all edge. Stick it up your bollocks, Hugh. James... James... <laughs> One hell of a poker face. Definitely. Mm. Uh, James Bond is also someone who is turned into recently with Daniel Craig. The sort of the the the, the narrative's been a bit around. Oh, is he getting too old now? Mm. He's he's a he's a sort of old school type um, spy in a changing mm. world. Very keen, very much yeah. fits that. Fits that fits I know that, that. Peter Tony Aboa. <laughs> Good. Just because again, it's like it, like Craig turned it turned the slightly more refined Bond into slightly a slightly more brute strength, old school. I'm gonna kick this ball as hard as I can, and it's gonna go in, and you're gonna hurt. I like you've basically thought 
Who's done something brilliant in the world of football? Tony Yeboah. You've gone straight there, and that's fine. That's and you fine. thought, therefore, he qualifies as Bond. And I... Well, we've had the, the cultural uh, football touchstones, the, yep. the ramble touchstones that yep. are uh, Keane and uh, Keegan, I think. Um... I, don't think I don't think Tony Yeboah would, would be tempted away from his hotel empire in Ghana. Yeah, I, th- I think we're ready for an African Bond, guys, all right? <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. stop, <laughs> stop holding back the tide of progress, Fair all right? <laughs> Fair enough. Stop hauling back the volleys. He ambushed you with that one. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> Yeah, I can't well, argue with it. I thought you. Were, I, I genuinely thought you were going to go Tino Aspria. <laughs> He's got guns. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's there'll well no, adept in no, other areas. There'll yeah. be no secret, um, like kind of tiny wee guns he fits in his shoe. It just like an AK. Just a bazooka on a, a horse and a hundred bomb girls. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Tony Yeboah would, in in that sense, be a good bond. Sorry, not Tony Yeboah. Tino Aspria mm. would be a good bond because he loves attention. And one of the things <laughs> that fascinates me about Bond is that he's supposed to be a famous spy. <laughs> yeah. he, he tells everyone. Everyone he meets, what his name is. Yeah, he's not even <laughs> hiding what he does. Mm. And a spy would be similar. Famous spy. <laughs> well, for me, Bond needs to be smooth. He needs to be sexy. He needs to be oh, comfortable with beautiful women. Oh, he needs oh, to be oh, able. I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I'm putting his mic down. Yeah. Hey, come on, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. People don't need to hear this. Need to hear this. Put it back up. <laughs> He needs to be able and willing to travel to faraway lands, doing all manner of things. I mean, he's done his research, to be fair. And he needs to be able to mix it with the rich and dangerous. Have you written this down? One name leaps to mind. Ah, oh, Luke's got the point. Thank you very much. Luke's yeah. got the point. I think Jim deserves him, but I'll take it. I like it. how Max didn't actually get his answer out. <laughs> Don't need and to. forever. Well, it, it, it'll be the unanswered it, question. But Pete, Marcus. But Pete, for Marcus to do that, to not actually mention the name, but every single listener know what he's talking about means he's won. Yeah. That's yeah. a victory for him. <laughs> he's a psychological uh, terrorist. You that, can shove your points up, yeah. That does not sit right with me. <laughs> <laughs> right, Premier League time. Liverpool, they got the points, didn't they? Mourinho's in trouble. Oh, he's in hot soapy bubble. Jim. <laughs> yeah, he's, he remains in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. There's talk of him uh, with just one game left to save his job. The real winner in all this is uh, Yokohama Tyres. <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> why, is, why is that? They're sponsor sponsor New sponsor of Chelsea. I like, yeah. can't believe their luck. Mm. <laughs> well, these people are watching them. At least they're not. Yeah. St- at least they're not strolling to the. Uh, they're, 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 they might win something. They might win a cup or something, and it'll be through adversity, the, very much yeah. like a tyre. The column inches around Chelsea have been far superior than they would be if mm. they were say four or five points ahead at the top of the table at this stage of the season. Mm. Everyone would just be like, same old Chelsea, rumbling yeah. on. Ticking they wouldn't on. get any coverage. The fact yeah. that they're down in fifteenth or wherever they are. I'm just saying, Yokohama Tires are absolutely loving it because and they're Yokohama, such a return on their investment. Yokohama in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's good for the region. Mm. Um, I actually think Mourinho deserves some credit because, you know, for a large they... period of last season and his, his former reign in charge of Chelsea, he was accused of, of, of them being boring. And obviously mm. he's switched the styles and they're now hilariously entertaining. <laughs> he, should, he should use that as well. You said you want more entertainment. Yeah. You know, I've seen I, that defending. <laughs> what, what, don't you like slapstick? I, I just think he's doing so much ironic Clapping at the moment, yeah. And the referees, the people, the, the players, just look at him because they, they, he keeps on making us just smash into each other. Yes, <laughs> that's what's happening with the defence. That's why they can't defend. Um, I, I think Mourinho's getting dangerously because he's already gone from being sort of incredulous and the sort of um, really angry about things. Mm-hmm. I actually think in the post-match after the Liverpool game, he started well, not actually not in the post-match before the final whistle. He started to look a bit confused, mm. and I wonder if that like he's he's running out of weapons. 
I don't know, I wrote down earlier when I was thinking about this that I wonder if they'll give him a bit of time and just say, look, you know, as long as it's mathematically possible, like the whole David Moyes thing, as long as it's mathematically possible for him to get to fourth, he might stay in there and they might give him a sort of free reign to, to cull all the players that have been a problem and, and perhaps bring some new faces in. Because I, I'm thinking I'm right in saying that no team has finished higher than seventh with a start this bad in the history of the Premier League. Mm, right. But the way the Premier League looks this season is Chelsea are only six points off seventh and they're ten points off fourth. It's not outrageous to suggest they could do very, yeah. very much better than seventh. Mm. So while that's still going, I wonder if he's going to be a going to have a bit more time than, than people perhaps think. Yeah, but I mean, also the the one game to save his job thing was said before the Liverpool game and before a, a, a few well, games earlier than that as well. So I mean, I think that's just coming from the press. Isn't well, it? I think the, I think the, the the one game I think it was he had the time between now and the international break. Because mm. if they suddenly thought, because they did have a meeting, the Chelsea board did have a meeting. Right. Make no mistake about that. After uh, was it maybe the Southampton? It was a few weeks ago now, okay. and they sort of said to themselves, "What are we going to do here?" And it hasn't improved. And there was talk of that they had until now, until the international break. Because if they go on the international break, they've got a couple of weeks to find someone. And there's talk of could there be an interim manager? Right. Mm. I mean, who's <laughs> hitting being linked again? Well, hitting will always always be linked there because he was he was very successful. Uh, but the, but I think the fact that there aren't many candidates helps Mourinho out. Quite, fr- we, quite we frankly, said, we've said this the past few weeks. I'm not sure we said it on Friday, but we've said it over the past few weeks. It's only half the story about deciding to get rid of a manager or not. It's yes. who you can bring in. Well, there was yeah. a little article in the uh, in the Telegraph in, um, from Northern Ireland in Belfast, I think, suggesting that Brendan Rodgers on interim. Wow, he's oh. moved to London. <laughs> he's been a coach there. Yeah, he's been a coach there. I, I can't imagine because him and Jose Mourinho are, uh, are very good mates. I yeah. can't imagine him taking it. Well, imagine also, that though. There's also talk of Fabio Capello being up. Well, there the is. That came up. Was that today or, or yesterday? That would be crazy. I mean, that to yeah. me, would I, he I, knows the league? Yeah, but I respect Capello as, as a as a manager who achieved great things and won. He knows the lot. ruble. He does. <laughs> yeah, he very, very He's much. got most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but he he is very much a manager who the game has left behind, in my view. And I yeah. think that would be a backward step. I don't see I don't see that as an option really. But the interesting thing was we were talking a bit about this earlier before we came on, is that. There was a BBC journalist gave either a series of tweets or an interview or something saying he spoke to a Chelsea yeah. player who wanted to remain anonymous, who said to him um, that he would never try for Mourinho again. And a lot of people, yeah. the, the worst thing for Chelsea is that it's really it's impossible to narrow that down. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but a lot of people. Is Jody Morris still there? Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's um, Winston Bohada. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying it's Winston Bohada. Yeah, yeah. yeah Didn't you say yeah. that about any manager he's yeah. ever had yeah. at Chelsea? Um, but a lot of people say it might be Hazard. Yeah, well, Hazard clearly what Mourinho's done the first season. He he put him on the bench a little bit and said, "Look, you're fantastic. You need to get with the mm. program." Not for the first time as well. Not for the first time. And then second season, Hazard was magnificent, mm. and it's all gone to pot this season. And he's tried to to do what he did with Cristiano Ronaldo at Real Madrid and put him on the bench and say, "Go on, then prove to me that you want it." Cristiano Ronaldo mm. is the type of player that will go, "All right, then I'm yeah. going to score 80 goals in the yeah. second half when you bring me on." <laughs> yeah. Whereas Hazard apparently is just like. Pfft, up yours, mate. And you, also, also, Hazard was the. If you think about it logically, when they had the issue with the two doctors, and, and Hazard was obviously the player that went down, mm. the way Mourinho carried on, he implicated Hazard by essentially suggesting that he was he was feigning injury and mm. he was, he was mm. essentially a cheat. And, and I don't know the relationship between them, but you could view that and say, actually, Hazard could be put out by that. Mm, and say, oh, well, you don't know I was injured or not. You know what I mean? I could have been injured. And you've told people to just stop being naive mm. to try and treat me. So he could have he could have had his nose put out of joint by that as well. Yeah, He's well, still very young, isn't he, I guess? He is, but the relationship is clearly strained to the point of broken down with Mourinho and a lot of those players. And yep. they busted... Mourinho's the type of manager which uh, other managers used to talk about, say, Brian Clough as a great example... 
oh, I'd never go for a drink with him, but I'd walk across a desert for him. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. It's all very well if, if, if you've got that going, but if that suddenly fails, then you've it's got not... nothing left. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you go from one extreme to the other. It's kind of like, hang on, pal. No yeah. way. And I and it looks for all, you know, all roads lead to that suggestion, don't they, with Chelsea? Because it is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, and also the amount of players who just just from, you know, the, the evidence of watching the games look like they're not trying is staggering. That could be Ivanovic, it could be Fabregas, it could be Matic. You could argue it could be Diego Costa, who's been nowhere near the player he was at the start of last season. Mm. It's, uh, Fabregas had something like nine assists by this point last season. He's got one this year. But what was, yeah. And, uh, not it, trying. But the drop-off really is too to, much. Exactly for, for, yeah. for those players and then the whole but, team. But what was I thought was very interesting was when I think it was when Chelsea went two one down. Mourinho's reaction when he was trying to g up the players, going "Come on, come on!" and all this. And I thought you never see him do that. Yeah. No. Well, they, they also they also um, well you also never see him go ahead at home and lose. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Um, but the, the the thing is the worrying thing as well. Well, there's plenty of things to worry about. One of the key worrying worrying points for me watching the game was that uh, when they went two one down, that was it. Yeah, that, I mean oh, yeah. the third I mean, goal was criminally bad. Oh my mm. goodness, what, it was yeah. so bad. What struck me as being really interested and sort of an indication of where Mourinho's at mentally was the way he reacted um, in the post-match interviews when people, you know, basically said, "Are you aggrieved that Lucas Lever uh, wasn't sent off?" When I think he should have been clearly a second yellow that foul. Um, but Mourinho spoke about it as if, like, as if it. As if Chelsea had been disadvantaged, you know, as if they'd lost a man. There were still there were still eleven players on each team. That's there's still a game to mm. win there. You're yeah. at home, and he seemed to suggest that you know the idea of them winning a game in those circumstances. I think it was one all at the time as well. Mm. Was ridiculous. And it's he I said mean, come he's, on. He's been fairly consistent with that. He's he's he's, he's pointed the finger at decisions over and over again, which to me is the, is the hallmark of a floundering sort of manager. But but um, what about they, they have had some stinkers. They have had some stinkers though. To be fair, the oh, decisions they have. that went against they have, them. But I mean, they've not. No I mean, more than any other. The, the, I think no. the, 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 the problem Mourinho had was he had the problem with the with the goal being scored and added time in the mm. first half, and then the problem with the like, Lucas Leiva thing. He had a few different fouls that could have got could have got sent off for. And I think he was probably saying that in context of the Matic thing against West Ham. Mm. But mm. I mean, maybe sometimes sometimes you feel like saying, "Well, look, use that to your advantage then, because yeah, that's what yeah. you used to do in the past. If, if things if, if things went against a Mourinho side in the past." He wouldn't. He wouldn't rant necessarily only rant about it in public. He would go back to the team behind the scenes and say, "Look at it, everyone's against us. Look at it. Mm-hmm. No one, no one wants to give us a chance. Give us a chance." Yeah, we are too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're now, against you as well. And now he either doesn't seem to want to do yeah. that, or he can't do that. Absolutely. But, but um, at the risk of turning this a mass, to a massive Chelsea fest, Liverpool were good. Well, and, I was about to say that, that uh, Pete, you enjoyed Jurgen Klopp's performance on the touchline. I did. He was remonstrating with a fan. <laughs> yeah, loads of fun, wasn't it? He was, I think what one of the. What, I, didn't... I think a Chelsea fan told him to calm down. And he went, no, I'm not going to calm down. down. I'm or either, yes, I will calm down. I'm a manager of one of the biggest clubs in the country. <laughs> We're anything. winning away to the champions. If anything, calm I'm, down. I'm going to calm up. Yeah. He's, the, yeah. he's, the first, he's the first viral manager. Everything he does is kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, isn't it, lo- isn't it the last thing up. you want if you're Mourinho, though? Charismatic, <laughs> brand, <laughs> new brand new, not browbeaten Re- manager. He's beaten you loads of times. <laughs> yeah, he's got and a great re- and really likeable. There's a video of him in midweek. I think it was, I, Mr. Lesser Pass, and, in training and Klopp handed him his glasses mm. to go oh you missed the pass that's oh. on the Daily Mail website that's a, that's you know a hundred quid uh, a piece for a staff writer to get yeah. for that so it's just he's I, just I making enjoy, work for people loving it I enjoy it I think that's a great example of that German <laughs> humour I've heard so much about <laughs> <laughs> that's a dig no it's not uh, I love the Germans Coutinho eh mm. yeah what an afternoon he had oh, Jim wonderful yeah you, you, he was, he was uh, tricky 
and jinky and all the other E's that we like in uh, in football. I like the way that he that Klopp seemed to adapt and, and say, look, no, I haven't got storage. Bentec is not fully fit. It's probably a bit too much to ask Origi to lead the line at Stamford Bridge, even though Chelsea are in, in bad shape. So I'm going to change it up a bit and play, yeah. play with it, it, no strikers. Well, essentially. He's, he's still got to experiment, hasn't he, with, with what his squad can do and where, where they'll fit. I, I love how Coutinho is one of those players where... Um, he scores the same type of goal over and over again. It's ben, like he's got yeah, a special move. I yeah. love it. He loves a curler. He's a bit yeah. like he's a bit like Robin in that respect. You know what he's going to do, but it's very hard to stop him doing. Yeah. And, and I think mm. that Klopp used his substitutions very well as well. Mm. He, he noticed that Milner wasn't having a great time of it, so he changed it up. Benteke could give him um, yeah. whatever it was, forty minutes or whatever. And While the whole time Mourinho's going, but he's changing players. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> we can't be expected to work in these conditions. Well, that, that was the weird thing about the commentary team for the uh, the English uh, BT Sport. They, they just kept kept on going on. About well, I don't know why Klopp's not playing a striker because he hasn't got any, and Benteke is injured. He doesn't want to risk yeah. him for crying out loud. <laughs> I liked Jesus also me. the difference between BT Sport and the, and, and the, the good folk at the BBC was that um, the BT Sport uh, interview in the post match couldn't get anything out of Mourinho. Big guy Mowbray, <laughs> yeah. consummate pro to the end, goes straight in there, beeline for Mourinho. <laughs> Very open ex- exploratory question that Mourinho yeah. couldn't flat bat, and all of a sudden we were away. Yeah. <laughs> and Mourinho, Mourinho even left the interview and then stopped I, to finish off a question. Mo- yeah, Mowbray's a pro. He's, he's, he's so underrated, guy Mowbray. He's yeah. a really good interview. I agree with that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we like a bit of Mowbray. Um, but yeah, it's Liverpool. It's, it's Klopp's real big first scalp, although. You know, in the circumstances, you might say Chelsea isn't a big, a big scout, but it is. It's still going away to the Champions, and mm. uh, uh, that'll uh, that'll serve him very well indeed. More Premier League chat after this. Mm. So good, <laughs> very good, very good, so good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Oh, yeah. South Coast Derby happened. Southampton 2, Bournemouth 0. Wanyama sent off for some reckless behaviour. It was very reckless, wasn't it? My yeah. goodness, too. It was not a wreck in sight. Would no. you, they were both bookables. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was the sort of thing you put on a training video to new referees. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is how you send off a player for two mm. yellow cards. This is an easy one. This is fundamentally a crime. Believe, <laughs> believe it or not, actual professional footballers will make these types of decisions. <laughs> well, the second one was almost a straight red, though, wasn't it? it was oh, a my God. Too far up. It was busy. <laughs> It was, it was busy. I think it was one of those ones where the ref has probably thought to himself, I'm glad he's already booked. Because if it's a straight red, which it could have been, mm. yeah. some people might have said, Ah, oh, come on, that was like an orange yeah, card yeah. or it was only just a yellow, and he's thinking, Yeah, I can just give the second yellow. Yeah, if he'd have had three legs, he would have put that in as well. That's right. We're all agreed here. <laughs> Off you yeah. go. Off mm. you go. <laughs> Davis and Pella gave Bournemouth the old one two, didn't they? Pella's uh, goal was a lot to like about that goal. Mm. Big, bustling, powerful centre forward play. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's essentially decided when he's made the run into the box and the ball comes across that he's essentially decided that he's going to behave like the defender isn't even there. <laughs> he just smashed through the back of him and nut it in. It was a great goal. It was a great mm. forward serve. He's, he's a top striker, player, and I'm glad that he's having a good seat and I'm sure Southampton fans are. Great hair as well. Wonderful oh, Love hair. his hair. The great thing about Tight. his hair, it's not just his hair, it's the fact that his hair makes him look like he won't fancy it, but he does really fancy yeah. it. Absolutely. Which I like about it. Ronaldo-esque, isn't it? There, yeah, yeah, it's very much so. But there, there was a great um, bit in the, in the commentary, the co-commentary, provided by the, uh, the, uh, the great Niall Quinn. Ah. When... Um, less than 24 hours after the World Cup Rugby World Cup final which New Zealand obviously won mm-hmm. Pelle oh, went yes. over to the New Zealand uh, member of staff and did a hacker with it yep. as a celebration Niall Quinn went I don't know what he's doing there I think it's some sort of ballroom dancing celebration <laughs> <laughs> never invite Niall Quinn on a Strictly yeah. Yeah. he'll have a terrible time I had Niall Quinn only c- uh, co-commentates on Sunderland games that game he did <laughs> the, the weird time derby did that time about six months after we stopped being chairman of Sunderland was absolutely Sunderland won of course it was course. absolutely amazing I think we said at the time he sounded like he, he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> and had a cigar in his hand Pina Colada Pina Colada yeah, yeah that's right but, that's but, right but, but Bournemouth did show a bit in the second half and I, th- I felt a bit mm. sorry for Eddie Howe because I, I did I did tweet at the time saying that Burnley showed us last season that if you've got work right and nothing else mm. you're still going to get relegated in the Premier League yeah. mm-hmm. but to be fair to Bournemouth they've lost key players for injury and they're, and they're not without they're not for want of trying um, and they did they probably made it I would call an even game in the second half but the damage yeah. is already done that's really the problem though isn't it if you can only sort of get into that rhythm when uh, you know anything you get out of it is a bonus yeah. it's just not enough I, I, I didn't think they looked disorganised though which I think a lot of sides when they come up do I think Watford at times have, have kind of flattered to deceive but I think they, they looked alright at times and I think I think they might be alright you know Michael, mm. Cox, Michael Cox was saying that he, he sees Bournemouth as a team who are defending like a championship team. And I don't know what mm. he means by that. Possibly he means that maybe Premier League forwards make much more intelligent runs and stuff. And mm. so it's difficult to pick yeah, up. Yeah, it's understandable what he's saying there. But I, yeah. think, I think, you know, we've made the point on the show before, but I think it's worth reiterating after that game. Um, Bournemouth have come up um, yeah, from from a league where they frankly stormed it. So they're on mm. the front foot all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're sticking to a style of play that they've, that they've learned 
in a much tougher division where they're having a style of play similar to what they play imposed on them and they're just finding they can't really do much about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it just looks a little bit beyond them. And I, I hope they can pull it together and stay up. But as you touched on, Luke, like those injuries are it's really bad because they've lost two or three players for the whole season and yeah, early on that's a nightmare their 12th man is tiny as well so. <laughs> they've lost Wilson Mings and one other keeper um, who escapes me at the moment um, Max Gradle Gradle that's yeah. it yeah. 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 so um, essentially one, uh, forward midfield defender is difficult, yeah. difficult a bit Bournemouth's hope is in Eddie Howe as it always has been but also Arto Boris won't stay off the source will he well, well, bloody Nora but I th- Fed- I think- Federici was all over the place sorry to cut him but yeah. Federici there was one he did two um, two punches mm-hmm. where there was no one around him and the ball was about chest height yeah <laughs> just doesn't inspire confidence display some aggression <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. come on yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think with, with Eddie Howe you just because he's such a tactician and obviously well read and well planned and all the rest of it Bournemouth are just really hoping that he figures out the Premier League obviously he's only got so much at his disposal mm. but if he can just about figure it out then they may be they may be okay I mean it's the fourth defeat in five for, for Bournemouth uh, although they're still not in the bottom three are they Pete? No <laughs> <laughs> Popping it up. Um, uh, the foundation of the Premier League very much yeah. in the northeast hands Yeah uh, Ronald Koeman going back to Southampton said the first 45 minutes was the best football so far this season presumably about um, his own team season Yeah I would agree with that Yeah I think that's the I've not seen them every game of theirs but that's the best mm, I've seen they, them play they, they, did, they, oh, did. They, they were very good against Chelsea of course Yeah yeah, I think um, Virgil Van Dijk deserves a lot of credit as well. Just uh, for the he's, name, he's been for, yeah for that alone, but also because he's been he's been fantastic. It looks so steady. I mean, what, what do you come, think of his hair game? Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Hair oh, yeah, game okay. strong. Yeah. Um, God bless you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I just think coming from the SPL, it is a it is a different. Scottish Kettle of fish. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, a, yeah, it's a similar standard. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Transferable skills all yeah, round. Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Brom, they lost at home 2 3 to Leicester City. Pulis wasn't happy with the referee. Oh, was, or with Ranieri. Yeah. And Nigel Pearson did or with all any, the hard work. With anybody, yeah. by this the way. This is one of the, probably the best, most patronising moment of the entire season for Tony Pulis. I've never <laughs> heard it, but I think the referee was Anthony Taylor. Yeah. And uh, Pulis said, he talked about some of the decisions because mm. they should have had a. a two or three penalties I believe yeah um, from memory and and when Tony Pierce was asked about that he said well I'd like to see uh, Mike have a word with Anthony about that talking about Mike Riley the head of the referee amazing wow <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to see Mike have a word with Anthony about that, that like, is, as in like you're the gaffer like you're their dad or something yeah, yeah that's <laughs> menacing that is yeah. he said uh, about the referee I've had a little bit of a go at him in the tunnel you didn't have a little bit of a go <laughs> did you yeah. but he did a, I apologise for doing that M- moving moving back to the uh, the BT Spot coverage uh, yes. here in the UK it's nice that I think that's a positive step that they've got a referee on call to uh, judge any decisions I mean you'd hope that some of the commentators would ignore the rules Howard Webb does, doesn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you'd hope that uh, uh, some of the commentators would have some idea about the rules of the game, but yeah, frequently yeah. they don't. That's the problem. He made some interesting <laughs> points about um, about the minimum of time at the end of the first half in the Chelsea Liverpool game. Mm. There's a lot of controversy around that, but his, his take on it was actually quite refreshing. He was talking about how, like, you know, it's, it's a minimum of two minutes. Mm. So the referee technically can add more on, but there needs to be a reason for that. I think that's what he was saying. Mm. There needs to be a substitution or a goal or something. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, um, well, you, the reason I found that quite refreshing is because I would have expected him to defend the referee to the hill, and he didn't actually do that. Yeah. Mm. So it was, it, there was actually a reason for him to be there. That's right. Uh, Vardy and Mahrez cannot be contained. No. no. They're un- unbelievable, those two, at the moment. V- Vardy is, I mean... I really enjoy what Gary Neville said about Vardy a few weeks ago where he said he doesn't give his teammates a choice but to work hard behind him because he works so hard. Yeah, that's nice, that. And I think... It's, it's, it's sometimes it's actually remarkable how, how much work he gets through 
I mean, he he really when he gets so. If you think of like Ruvan Nistelrooy, who's the who's the only player. I mean, I know there's been a couple who've scored eight in a row, but Ruvan Nistelrooy is the only player to score more than that in a row in the Premier League. Right. I think he got ten. Mm. And if you think of Van Nistelrooy as the last of of the the last of the poachers, really. I mean, the game's moved on a bit now. You don't really see poachers that much anymore. And I'd say Van Nistelrooy is probably the most high-profile last of those. Yeah. Mm. You can sort of... I don't want to take anything away from Van Nistelrooy, but the point mm-hmm. I'm trying to make is that sometimes he'll get goals just by being in the right position. Of course. Yeah. Whereas you get the impression with Vardy, he's earned every single one. Oh, my one. goodness, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's blazing he, through every available position he, until he, the right one comes up. He's sweated embryos for every <laughs> single one of those goals, you know. But, but you're true. He's such a workhorse. And, yeah. and actually, it's interesting what you say there about... Or, or what Gary Neville said about him working hard and it, and it filters down to the rest of the team. Perhaps the ultimate example of that was Samueletto at Barcelona. Mm, he mm. used to press so much and close down and mm. work his socks off that uh, obviously Guardiola would have certainly played his part in the style yeah. they played, but he would have a go at people, say, why are you not working hard and so on? And when you've got someone like that, you know, defending from the front, really. Yeah. If, you, if you're a centre-back playing up against someone like Vardy, even if you're pacey yourself, you still know you're not going to get a moment's peace and that mm. must be so mentally draining from yeah, the start right. to finish. It's no, it's no coincidence that given that Vardy and one or two others have got the fitness, it's no coincidence that Leicester keep going behind and keep coming back. Mm. I think they've got 10 points from losing positions this season, which is the most in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And that is surely down to the sort of mental stress put under... But the defenders are put under from someone like Vardy. Just those channels, just tirelessly over and over again. Mm. He's got a bit of the Ian Wright about him, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's also got a bit of the Michael Owen about him as well. Yeah, that goal he scored um, at the weekend was very Owen-esque. Yeah, uh, nice to see Ricky Lambert with a rare West Brom goal. Yes, mm. but it was just a consolation. He takes a good pen, does Ricky Lambert? That's right. Speaking of rare goals. Joel bloody Campbell. We yeah. slated him on Friday, Jim. I was yeah. saying he was the answer. That's yeah. what I said. And he comes in the side and they win 3-0 comprehensively away was, to Swansea. He was man of the match as well. He, yeah, yeah, yeah he, was, he was fantastic. He, he did was. everything he has to do. I mean, the, the challenge for him now is to, to make himself someone like Francis Coquelin or Hector Bellerin, who Not Francis he, Jeffers. No, absolutely not, <laughs> yeah. Um, who just forces themselves to be an integral part of that first team squad and and you know there's a lot of injuries at the moment and that, that is such an encouraging performance from him on, on the right hand side he just works so tirelessly he like he, sh- he loves a shot yep um but you know Arsenal have cried out for that for a long time, haven't they? It might actually work in a favour. There's nothing wrong with being a bit more direct. No, well, we're just talking about... something different in the front as well. We're talking about Vardy working hard and scrapping away and all the rest of it. If if Campbell can can do that every time he comes on, it's it's always handy. Arsenal have won their last five league games since um, that defeat away to to Chelsea. It was important to bounce back after midweek as well. Yeah, Yeah, away to Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. Daft results have come in Europe and in the, uh, the Cup. Which, which, which is progress, right? really, which isn't is, it? Yeah. <laughs> you t- I mean, if you can isolate that problem, <laughs> yeah. compartmentalise it. Yeah, just focus on one competition yeah. a season. Yeah. Which maybe we so have. Normally they're sort of scattered across. Yeah. So um, yeah, key moments. Yeah. Are you, are you getting a little bit giddy, Jim? Do you think? Well, I'm enjoying it because think... you think about Chelsea at the moment, Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. All right, Manchester United. You know. Arsenal, I mean, they're, they're up there. Well, they absolutely are up Remember, there. Remember, think... whatever you say won't have an impact on what will actually happen. No, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> um, I mean, this has been a tough fixture for Arsenal traditionally as well. So mentally, winning this comprehensively is mm. is, a, is a you know a huge thing. Mm. So that's um, you know it's just a very very important result. Like we drop points in in silly fixtures a lot. And uh, you know Swansea are a decent side, and to beat them three 0 away is great. And a bit of controversy on the second goal, um, but. Play to the whistle, Swansea. Yeah. Like, it's completely. really yeah, completely. You can't, really you can't, simple. You can't have any complaints about that, I don't think. No complaints. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> Everton had a nice uh, time against Sunderland. They did, didn't and, they? As does everybody, really. Yeah. <laughs> apart from <laughs> Newcastle. Apart from Newcastle, yeah. yeah. Coney <laughs> became the fifth Ivorian to score a Premier League hat-trick 
Didier yeah. Drogba, of course, Solomon Kalou, Yaya Toure, and Luke. A- Aruna Dindan? Yes. Look at it. There we are. The deaf man's in the Dean Zidane? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Everton were superb, weren't they? It was the perfect execution of the football that Martinez wants to play. Um, and they've yeah. often been quite blunt up front, mm-hmm. as, as Wigan were when, when he was in charge, and it's not always clicked. But that was everything just clicking into gear perfectly. Kone's second goal was like one of the one of the best worked goals I've seen this season. It was absolutely, it was, fantastic. it was a perfect hat trick he scored, wasn't it? Oh, I, I think I think and I think I think I might have heard Robbie O call it a gentleman's hat trick. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's gentlemanly about it, but the, the, the ball for it is go uh, from Lukaku. Oh, oh side yeah. of the left. Yeah. De, De Feo actually run the show. He was mm. fantastic. Well, De Feo yeah. with a goal, a dive, and a, and a lovely That's assist. A terrible Got dive. Stop with a dive in. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he does that the, a lot. He ran the show, including the halftime entertainment, which that, happened when yeah. he was on the pitch. That's still. right. Yeah, and there was. The, I mean, yeah, there's, we've already highlighted two lovely assists from from Lukaku and De Feo, yeah. which yeah. just gorgeous, and they were having a wonderful they time they really were I mean it, it's it must be absolutely maddening to be a Southampton uh, sorry a Sunderland fan because even you know even they when they better. came back they from, look better going forward yeah but even when they came back from 2-0 down they displayed absolutely no fight yeah. like when the Coates own goal went in they their heads dropped completely and mm. from the post-match reaction you get the impression that Sam Allardyce like it, it can't really fathom quite how bad they are yeah. but it, it looks like it's so much worse than he thought it would be well, if I'd have known this I'd have done something else well yeah <laughs> well, I'd, have, I'd have waited for the Chelsea job I mean that, that goal was always going to go in if he missed that but I think Getting an on goal is just oh not yeah. again. Yeah, it's more confidence thing. Isn't yeah. it? I've got some. If there are any Sunderland fans listening, which I'm sure there are, I've got a bit of a consolation for them here. Um, they've conceded. Sunderland have conceded 25 goals already. So they carry on at this rate. They're going to concede just over 80 goals this season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> And, so, and, and, and something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Reid's premier passions has been repeated on BBC. It's That's not it. really, but it should be. <laughs> don't, don't bring Peter Reid into it. <laughs> um, Gareth Barry made his uh, 500th and 73rd Premier League appearance. Mm. Third only, highest ever, is it? Yeah, only Frank yeah. Lampard and Ryan Giggs have more. Yeah. Marvellous. Is that outfield players, though? I feel no, like no, that's overall. He took over really? David James. Yeah. Is it really? I think okay, James right. was 572. Was it? Okay. Ticking mm. away. Ticking mm. away. Uh, before we leave the Premier League, Remy Gard uh, has been confirmed as Aston Villa manager. Yeah. Yes, he has. I don't know too much about. I obviously remember as a, as, a, as um, a, a player. As Arsenal. He won the league with Arsenal, I think. In 98. He was, uh, was Arsenal Wenger's first signing. Was he? Oh, that's lovely. Pretty he, sure he was in the squad in 98 when they won uh, the league. Yeah, um, well, he would have been, yeah. He's been touted for every single kind of job in the last well, year. Is it, or is it, I don't know an awful lot about him. Obviously, he managed Leon for a while. What they won the cup with him, mm. um, but he, he he left about eighteen months ago for for what was personal reasons. He's a bit of ahead of his time with the older managers taking a break type thing. Mm. Yeah, um, but I wonder if he might be. A, a, a fairly decent fit for Villa. I mean, Leon. Are, I know Leon are a fairly sort of nouveau riche club, but they won like seven titles in a row, didn't they? Around yeah. the turn of the century. Um, but they're still a fairly big club, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. they are. And Villa are also that. Yeah. And also the two other points I wanted to make is there's a, there's a few young um, French players in the squad at Villa, and there's some other French-speaking players also. But the the main thing is, I think Gard is very hungry to get back into football, and I mm. think that is a real. You can't underestimate that. He's been out of the game for eighteen months. He's got a chance here to do something decent with a big club in yeah. England. I think he won't be for what a try if he's not successful. Absolutely. Well, I'm kind of enjoying this um, manager's gap year thing. Yeah. Do you think they're all just travelling? They're all just, <laughs> just yeah. finding themselves. Go to Thailand. They're on a yeah. mot- motorbike over uh, I was going to say, Phil yeah. Brown's must yeah, be travelling. Right? Yeah. Goodness knows. Uh, let's go to the Championship. We, uh, last week, there was lots of derbies, of course. We've already mentioned the South Coast derby. There was a West Midlands derby. Mm-hmm. Birmingham, uh, they lost, though, at home 2-0 to Wolves. They're still in the playoff positions, though. Um, so, some slightly yeah. surprising one. Well, there was a West London derby. Brentford beat QPR 1-0. 
The three West London clubs in the Championship occupy 10th, 11th and 12th. Mm. Spooky. It's a straight shootout. Yeah. The they Halloween are. spook fest. I know. <laughs> they um, got a 4-1 away win. Yeah, and they've, they've got Bristol another Moussa Dembele, haven't they? They do. They've signed a different player called Moussa Dembele, which I... No, he, he came for the youth kit. He came for the youth academy. Yeah, like they, for like, Jim. They, like for like. They were, they were both there at the same time. Him and the oh, other really? one. Yeah, they were both there oh, at the same time. Did, yeah, I think Fulham's youth academy is meant to be uh, yeah. rather good. Did you see the Wolves-Birmingham game? I didn't see it, no. by far the better team. And then parachuted in um, Grant Holt who didn't start and also nice. Mike Williamson just sure in his yeah. own back just, I think he's got like a month's lawn so don't it always seem to go yeah. <laughs> but Pete with, with the Mike Williamson thing why have they let him go given that like Colacini's been sort of way off the pace and, and they're struggling in that area if you've got your experience though hasn't it yeah <laughs> not, good, not good for him maybe he in, in a season where it was terrible he, to be fair he's had flashes he had I think the fir- I think last season the first 10 matches or something he was Flashing. imperious he was incredible it was incredible but, can, I, can uh, I just say if there's any area of the pitch that you don't want flashes it's probably <laughs> central defence hot flashes <laughs> I'll take the, 7 out of 10 every game in the, uh, in the Birmingham Wolves match there's no, I, I know I'm, I'm of advancing years rapidly getting older but there's nothing that excites you more than having a player called Donaldson on the pitch Yeah. It, it's, I know it's pathetic and I know I'm growing up and stuff, I still get excited because Birmingham have got you know, Donaldson yeah. up the top. Imagine, like, oh. imagine Jay Campbell scoring for your club. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only thing that's pathetic. No, <laughs> in my life, yeah. you're right, you're quite right. <laughs> we, don't, quite right. <laughs> we don't have time to cover all that. Yeah. Um, Chris Hutton and Brighton, though, they're still on top, but Steve Bruce and Sean Dyche are hot on his heels. Mm. Yeah. Only team unbeaten in in England, aren't they, Brighton? Yeah, yeah. They are, yeah. You don't need to be hot on Brighton's heels; they'll muff it up. They'll yeah. knock up. Is Steve Bruce ever hot on someone's heels? <laughs> <laughs> um, only at a wedding. Only <laughs> if he's spilling his dinner down them. That's mean. What? That's very mean. What? Everyone's got to have dinner. The great, the, yeah. <laughs> the great, some, the great some of us need two. Well, only one dinner. Isn't it? <laughs> um, That's a bruising bonus. The, the greatest England English player to never win an England cap. We, he mm. shouldn't be. We shouldn't be derided like that. He got 19 goals in a Premier League season once. He and did that, take the penalties, but a lot of strikers would be happy with that. No, outrageous. Can I just say, every striker would be happy with that, with possibly regards, apart from Messi and Ronaldo, yeah. every striker would be happy with that. Paul Clement started well in his first season in charge of Derby, and his first season as number one. He hasn't. He didn't actually start that well. Okay, sorry. He, they, they've they turned now, it around, didn't yeah. they? Because I remember them, I saw them on TV at Fratton Park against Portsmouth in the League Cup, and Portsmouth beat them, and, and Derby were awful. Yeah. Mm. And they, they went, from memory, they had a lot of draws at the start of the season, but then now, Paul Clement seems to be like a man who asks a team to take on a lot of ideas and it maybe takes him a while to settle in because he's come yeah. from that coaching background at a high level. PSG and Real Madrid. Yeah, and that, <laughs> make, and that makes sort of sense that they're starting to get it now. And also, they, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying they've got Chris Martin back, who's a massive player for them. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, before we leave England, oh, in League Two, Richard Money, Dickie Dosh has been sacked. Yeah. yeah. Shame, isn't it, really? Or yeah, is it for us? Well, <laughs> for, <laughs> for us only. Because so. yeah. his name's Dick Money. Basically. And that's literally the only reason. That is, isn't it, really? Well, uh, Chelsea job. Um, but, I, th- I thought the uh, the statement that Cambridge put out was a little bit of a dig at, um, at Dickie Dodge as well on. because you, you fired the guy you know, let him have a bit of dignity they, they said something like to be honest results over the last nine months have been terrible like, you could have just said this season yeah, we got, the man, yeah, his name is making us sound silly yeah. the man got them back into the football league and he won them the FA Trophy I think yeah. in the same season yeah. he, he deserves to have his name He'll up get on the another wall. crack of the whip somewhere else yeah, yeah but he has been poor this season I think they're 18th in, yeah. in league two uh, hang on a minute let's go to the Scottish Premiership it's about time 
Celtic beat Aberdeen 3-1. The boys go seven points above the Dons. And Celtic will feel they've put Aberdeen in their place with yeah. that comprehensive win. Yeah. The dandy Dons are my um, are my sort of Scottish team, as we all know. And, and they've done a real Pompey thing here where they, they started off well yeah. and, and, and lured, sort of lured us, all, lured us all into a false sense of security. And they went on about five or six games where they just cannot buy a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they've lost four out of the last five. It's a shame because I think a lot of people in Aberdeen, certainly Derek McInnes, thought that they actually had... Uh, could have a title push. I mean, seven points off. But uh, as yeah, I but say, it's the momentum, though, the momentum is so C- yeah, poor. Celtic now. will probably feel that they've put them away. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to challenge Celtic, I mean, you've got to go to Celtic Park and get a result. Obviously, yeah. a clean sheet at Celtic Park is 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 good for anybody. I mean, even sides in Europe have often struggled to to go there. So you've got to you've got to think about that. And then who's closest to them in to the league in second? Well. It all points to the magnificent goalie boys. <laughs> they had a great win at the Three weekend. wins in a row, they're back in it. Yeah. I mean, they're up to second. They're only six points away from Celtic. Sometimes mm. I can't begrudge you a mention you know, them because right. they won four, then we've fallen away. They, they did yeah, against yeah. Partey. I mean, we yeah. all woke up for a minute and now we've fallen asleep and to, to dream again <laughs> is a wonderful thing. I think <laughs> if and when Celtic win the title this year, it'll be, it'll be their fifth in a row, won't it? And if and when Rangers get back up, there's no guarantee they're, they're actually going to be any good. Celtic, so they, could could, be, they could just keep going for ages well, and ages. And get get ten in imagine, a row. Imagine the Rangers going back, back, back straight back down. I, I heard, um, <laughs> well, Rangers Hibs beat uh, Rangers ending their uh, winning streak. I was listening to the BBC the other day and they were talking and they they did the Scottish football update on one of the evening shows they did on the Five Live and um, they got the Scottish correspondent to talk about Ronnie Daler who went on a bit of a rant uh, the other day. Um, he's but, the luckiest man in football. Yeah, but, by in, the his, way. but, in, but in his um, in his rant, he sort of talked about I think he talked about the authorities or some refereeing and then for no reason. I think I'm right in saying he went on a bit of a rant about Rangers. And uh, the, the Scottish correspondent said, um, now you're a Celtic manager, my son. <laughs> he's, he's, Finally, you're now a Celtic manager. Yeah. He could put, he could just flick autopilot and they'd win the league probably yeah. most seasons. But he's, he's made them... Uh, he just pokes his head in once a week. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Yeah. But, um, but they're not particularly good in, in Europe at the, at the minute, Celtic, whereas, whereas previously they were. And so uh, he's... He's got to sort that out. Um, we're going to talk about some European footballs after this little break. While you're sitting at work punching them numbers into them boxes, why not head on over to thefootballramble.com and have a gander? You'll find more highlights than a night at Crystals. Welcome back, everybody. It's now time for me to say, oh, this Friday, why don't you get your ears around our Premier League preview show sponsored by Bet365. Yes, it's always good fun. I mean, uh, I, I do. We do a sort of a bet of the week, don't we? We choose choose a, choose a, uh, a an outcome, I guess, if you like. And last week it was Man City minus two against Norwich. Man City chose that game to be a huge letdown. <laughs> any of us saw coming, um, but yeah, apart from that, it's all full of good chat. Mm, indeed, indeed, it is. It is indeed. Um, uh, Bundesliga, the winning streak is over. Bayern Munich, they drew nil nil away to Eintracht Frankfurt. I mean, well done, Frankfurt. Mm. Bloody well done. It's not easy that. But it was nil-nil. That was a record-breaking start for Bayern Munich. Certainly I was. worry that they're just going to take that out on Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, another derby in Italy this time. Juventus 2, Torino 1. Paul Pogba with a peach. He did that brilliant thing of celebrating by looking angrier than he would have done had he missed and got like, sent off and injured. Like Rooney like did against furious. Newcastle in that yeah, famous yeah. volley. Oh, the, yeah. class, the classic gets Bayer. That's the benchmark. That's the, <laughs> come on, that's the benchmark. <laughs> Advertising boarding um, mark. Cesare Bovo, I think it's Bovo how you pronounce it, his equaliser was an absolute rasper. And it was his first in Serie A since May 2011. I'm pretty sure he took the free kick 
and then it came back off yeah, the wall and then did. it hit it. Why is a man who hasn't scored since May 2011 hitting Take a free kick? It's absolutely outrageous. Buffon made the save of the season for me in that game. Absolutely ridiculous. And then uh, Juan Cuadrado slid in the winner, deep into injury. Chelsea time. Hall of Famer. That's right, right yeah. Well, is it, wasn't this the week that they said that, um, I think three days before the weekend of football, they said that um, Joe Hart took over Buffon as the world's greatest goalkeeper. Briefly. Like that. Yeah. Briefly. Very briefly. Wow. <laughs> and then he had a stinker. Oh, dearie me. Nice to see Gary Medell with a lovely 25-yarder. Yeah. His first goal for Inter. They he's, beat Roma 1-0. He sort of bludgeons his goals in, doesn't he? That, There's nothing dexterous about his goals. It was not. It was a daisy cutter. It was a lovely one. Yeah. Pjanic sent off. He's been brilliant for Roma this season. Quite yeah. strange. Inter in second, Roma third, Fiorentina atop. It's shaping up quite nicely in Serie A, I think. But could we have a little uh, a little push from Milan? Yeah. They're flipping one three one away to Lazio. Mihailovic against his old club. I've got a yeah. great fact that uh, about that game. If you, uh, I researched it myself, that's so probably wrong. Do it. Uh, <laughs> is that um, Donnarumma played in goal for Milan again? He started in goal, sixteen years old. Yeah. Um, Miroslav Klose, who started up front for Lazio, oh, man. had made his debut in top flight football before Donnarong was born. My wow. goodness. Yeah, How amazing is that? That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, nice to see Mexis among the goals. Always nice to see, see that it, man. It was a weekend, thinking about that, it was a weekend for angry celebration. He was very, <laughs> I mean, he's a very serious. angry man anyway. He is. He? He's the only one that can make like an overhead kick look like an act of violence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's normally an act of amazing beauty. What a goal that was, though. It was Carlos Backer got another one. He's, yeah. um, he's doing right. He went around the keeper, didn't he? He, he did. I think he got five or six that, this season. It was actually Mexis's first touch. Like you've got no right to be that furious if like, <laughs> you've been on like a minute. Yeah, off. Right. I've had three Lucas heads. <laughs> I'm going to kick off. Milan are up to six. They're five points off the top. It'd be nice to see them back among it, back amongst mm. the, the, the top teams in, it in really Italy. Would. Although Gary, I'm, Gary sure, I'm, I'm sure like, <laughs> lots of people wouldn't think that. Um, right then, let's go to Turkey. This is a strange story. Some of you may have seen this. The president of Trabzon Spor apparently gave an order to security guards to lock four match officials in their stadium because they didn't award his team a like penalty. So far, so normal. Carry yeah. on. I can't, I can't see please, that being a problem with please, the authorities. Please continue. Standards have to be met. <laughs> the match officials were locked in until 4am after the evening kickoff and were due to be there until the oh, president... We're going to make last orders now. <laughs> Who's to keep us in? Well, they get first orders because they were there. <laughs> it's meant to be there until the morning. I say meant as loosely as possible because the club president, he was going to arrive and presumably give them a ticking off. He basically said, keep them at the stadium until I get there tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's stitched them. Prison them. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. He stitched the security guards right up there, hasn't he? Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, sorry. The <laughs> reason... We've got to imprison you. Yeah. Well, can we go home? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we are, I mean, we haven't done anything wrong here. I mean, how scary must the guy be, be that as a security guard you actually do that? I suppose you're on double time after a second. <laughs> yeah. The reason they were freed, freed at 4am was due to a call from the president of Turkey. In the middle of elections as well. It's election My season there as well. giddy aunt. The officials left under an escort from special forces. That's a waste of flipping the public purse. Send him, send him the bill. Yeah. Well, the, well, the, pres- the Trabs on Spore president said... A very important person called me and asked me not to cause embarrassment in Turkey and around the world. Bit late. Past <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 3am. But also, also, I love this. I absolutely love this. Right? It's obviously, the important person was the president of the country. The president's had to call you to rein you in. And then he goes on to say, but he promised the penalty incident would be investigated. <laughs> There's no moral high ground. Yeah. <laughs> How on earth have, have those but officials... I'll get my way. How have those officials got to the president? Oh, no. That's outstanding. Well, this, is, uh, this is unbelievable. He also... Jose Mourinho's taken notes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Give me Cameron. I want Cameron. <laughs> well, he caused further outrage saying about the incident, if we're going to die, we'll die like men. We won't live like women. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Wow. Why, why do all these guys, right, they've done ridiculous things. They have to throw a bit of sexism, yeah. homophobia... It wasn't the male toilets, though. <laughs> so we got to ask ourselves. It's always the same. They're never just happy with that. Well, and while I'm at it, I'm going to be racist as well, or whatever they might do. Yeah. Just referees getting Tic Tacs out of a condom machine <laughs> for sustenance. Yeah. There's only yum, one yum, left. yum. I've no change of a tenner. <laughs> get, get me a menhancer, will you? Yeah. Get me oh, a chewable toothbrush. It's just... Get me a vibrating uh, willy ring. Get me out. <laughs> so there we are there we are now it's time for the highlights of the week with Luke Moore hi everyone highlights of the week time it's a special themed one this week I wonder if you can guess what it is um, <laughs> Alistair Norman's been in touch saying I cannot comment on my highlight of the week at this time I have no comment to make <laughs> Chris J Burnham says I have nothing to say yeah good Faisal Bin Jamil says FA will charge me if I answer why don't you answer <laughs> John Doyle says I have nothing to say and Andy Malone says nothing yeah wonderful good mm. Well, um, that's, that's the highlights of the week this week. I like yeah. that. My highlight uh, of the week. Actually, I've got two highlights. Uh, Carlos Tevez won uh, the championship with Boca. Yeah, so was he, was he celebrating on top of the goal? Might, probably. I think he climbed up onto the top of the goal and was on the crossbar mucking about. Well, you I get think. Off there. It like a hammock. In a way, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Although he didn't look like he was in the mood for sleeping. Jim, <laughs> no. In a way. Well, they've won, they won 11 out of 14 games since he returned. So an immediate impact. They absolutely love him around that neck they of the do. woods. They, they do. love him. So they should. I mean, mm. that's, I think that's part of the reason that Juventus have been poor. You know, they lost Vidal and Tevez. That's huge. And Pirlo as well. Status of, yeah, I know Pirlo was... Have uh, they also lost Llorente? Uh, I think possibly. they might have done yeah, but yeah. he didn't play that much okay you know um, but also the other highlight was the Barcelona players interrupting a Getafe press conference oh, that was weird that was the most arrogant thing I think I've ever it, well, seen it was an accident though wasn't they it? Thought oh, was it? Okay. it they thought it was Luis Enrique and a handful of the players were going to go in and right. scare him yeah. oh I thought it was they just did it on purpose no, I don't care. no. because I if they, PK if, immediately apologised and said they'd made a mistake they but did. obviously right, okay. they look like absolute idiots yeah I didn't know but if you actually watch the video they run in the room going and all of a sudden they all sort of go and they ah. all look around and then go to walk out the way they came in but for some reason that wasn't possible and then they walk with their head their masked heads face down <laughs> out past the press and the, it, and the it's, it's, it's not it's not Spain in the World Cup <laughs> it's not the Spanish conga line from the World no, Cup is it no. not, they've, got, they've, they've got previous for I this know. the Spanish haven't they I, yeah. thought, I thought they had literally gone to Getafe at their own ground beaten them and then they're taking a piss out of them in their uh, in their press conference. No, they've become the spooked. They have. They seems. did do that, Luke, but it yeah. apparently wasn't uh, okay, yeah. uh, intentional. Yeah. What, what a contrast to the atmosphere it must be like in, at Chelsea after a game. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, have we got a website roundup? We have. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. Kelly Wells, the always excellent Kelly Wells, says. Um, most of last week was taken up with working out and then recoiling in terror at our, at our Tokyo sex well names. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was like a yeah. upload of the generator online. You could put your name in and it would give you one, uh, which you can still see on our site, apparently. And the always excellent Dublin Oral Oyster is hers. Uh, didn't mm. have time to do some work. She says, uh, a Valenciennes player making Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer's pitch-based punch-up look like an engagement party. I recommend you oh, watch that. Oh, that. that's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Um, Mick McCarthy having a Saipan flashback. Um, <laughs> second mention for Mick McCarthy. He's not even doing much in the game at the moment. Uh, coverage of the Capital One Cup featuring Professor Yaffel and Paul Mercer making a salient point. Um, and why, despite all the evidence to the contrary, Roman Abramovich should give Jose more time. Uh, and that's from Kelly, at Kelly underscore Wells. Uh, Wells with an E on thefootballramble.com. Mm, there we are. Well, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The website, of course, is thefootballramble.com. We're on Twitter at footballramble, Instagram and face CB. Yes, we are. There we are. Um, uh, that's it. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye.
Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye from me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 